I like the idea of like taking like good good listening like really far to the point where you never say anything or give any indi- indication that you've heard or understood what the other person is saying. Oh yeah, like you're like a statue. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I know, I know people like this. I know people oh, yeah. who are like good good listeners to the point of actually being really, really rude. Because you have absolutely no idea whether or not they really are listening or whether or not they're just not responding. Mm. Truly, there's like a little Goldilocks zone for how active you are when you're listening to someone. Because you can definitely be too interested. See, this is the thing. I think this is. I think this is like deeply, deeply. I think this is deep. I think this is deeply cultural (laughs) because. Mm. Uh, like being like an active listener is like it, it is like a super Jewish thing to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and when yeah, when me and when me and George what isn't these days? Well, that's right. But um, when me and George started dating, um, because he is English, so he doesn't active listen at I'm all. Sorry. He just listens. And so many times I was like, "Are you listening?" And he was like, "Yeah, I was waiting for you to finish before I before I said something." And I'm like, "Yeah, but you have to indicate that you're listening." And he said, "How do I indicate that that I'm listening?" And I said, "By you little, make little flag you that make says I'm listening. noises. You make noises like a like a kind of New Jersey great uncle <laughs> when I'm when I'm speaking because that's how you indicate that you're listening." Mm. He said, "How does that indicate that you're listening? It just indicates you're making noises." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, that." That's racist. That is a racist thing for you to have said. I think you're. I think you're right. This is also a problem I have from the opposite yeah. direction, though, because Becca will be talking at length, and I'll be like absolutely wrapped, and she'll immediately be like, oh, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you're not, you're not listening. I've been boring." I'm like, "No, no, wait, no, no, hold on, keep going, keep going. Mm. We're good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 oh, that, no. That's just, this is this is a, this is a similar dynamic that is. Uh... That, that's, that's being, that's it's, being so, it's so rare that these things match up um, uh, Annabelle loves to start talking to me while I'm doing something else and she knows that if I'm concentrating <laughs> on another task I will not hear a word that she says like, I, have to be, I have to be listening when she starts talking otherwise there's no hope of me um, I have the same but, thing you know, never, yeah. that's, her, that's her style she likes to start like kind of in media res while I'm doing something else and then she'll be like are you even listening to me and I'll be like no uh, were you talking? It's a cold open to the conversation. It's she's like, exactly. she's like going in hard, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, mm. I need a, I need a clear, a clear start. You know, you need the referee touch gloves. We're talking. Oh yeah, I need yeah. eye contact but, at the start. Otherwise, I'm. Well, this is why we do. The, this is why we do the sync point. I think. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, exactly. I think that all women, all women who date men at the start of the relationship, and just be aware. Just be aware that um, this and other kind of fem cell observations are going to be peppering, <laughs> peppering this episode because they are super relevant. Yeah. I think that all- it's a taster of axes of attraction. Our system I really like, yeah. like seven minutes into the recording and the phrase, I think that all women has already been used. Yeah. Really I think, good. I think <laughs> really no, no, all, no, not all women, just all women who happen to be dating men. That's all. That's mm-hmm. all. I think it should be like, you know, in mm. like Dem- lesbians, you're off the hook. On lesbians, this. you're off the hook. You know, yeah. in like Denmark and Sweden, they give you like the baby box when you have a mm-hmm. baby yes um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. i think that you should be given a relationship with a man box and one mm. of the things in the relationship with a man box should be uh, a klaxon or vivazela or something like that so whenever you need to to begin talking you fucking deafen him mm. This is a good and idea, then actually. At least he knows that you are planning on beginning talking and he can drop whatever it is he's doing in order to listen to you. I think that's a good shout. Yeah, I think. Mm. Yeah. 
that's what that's what actually people don't realize about the, you know the popular the popularization of the Vuvuzela at the 2010 World Cup is that um well there was just stadiums full of women hoping to be listened to. <laughs> it was a kind of feminist protest. Well, Cheryl Absolutely. Cole brought them with her. That's why. That's why there were oh, all I've the. Oh, I've got Vivizelas. me a big case of a <laughs> That's why all the Vuvuzelas were there because <clears throat> Cheryl Cole brought them to distribute to her fellow wacks. Smart. Mm. That's smart. Yeah. I tell you what, if you've ever been like walking down the street and you've just heard a sudden car honk and you're not sure what the fuck's happened to to like trigger this, it's probably just like a woman driver trying to talk to her boyfriend in the fucking seat. Mm-hmm. Just, whoop, yeah, yeah, yeah. just quick. Follow- <laughs> He's walking. Hey. She's following him down the street. <laughs> hey. Oi. Fe- feminine cat calling. There we go. Just, just getting men to listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Masters of Our Domain, the podcast which is allegedly about the hit 90s sitcom Seinfeld. I'm Milo Edwards, someone who's never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And this week we are talking about season seven, episode 23, The Wait Out, for which we are joined by a very special guest. It's returning, returning champion multiple might as well be part of the furniture it's devon oh how you doing beautiful to be here i'm devon my pronouns are they them nothing else about me is um (laughs) (laughs) i've shortened my wikipedia substantially there is nothing else you need to know about them other than name pronouns Mm. attitude i'm here yeah Yeah. Mm. i'll plug i'll plug at the end though (laughs) (laughs) how we do i and you won't called this shot about a year in advance, um, because at this point last year I was living alone. Um, I think I'd just recently been on mood, and I'd like actually sparked a genuine interest and like of Seinfeld, and I was marathoning it. I got to this episode, and I messaged Phoebe and was like, "I want to put a reservation in." So this is a fucking episode that oh, I've yeah. been interested to talk about. Um, yeah, we fa- we found the message. It was from yeah, it was from August last year. <laughs> Yep. And I was like, so am I going to have to work out exactly when this episode is coming? And I did. And we booked and we mm. booked it in and here and here you are. And to be fair, it's been in the dime. Other people have specifically requested episodes and you are the only person who we have kept this promise to. <laughs> everyone else, everyone no, else no, we, we have, kept the promise to Riley. We did, but that was a, that was a long time ago. Everyone else who has asked for a specific mm. episode, we have stiffed. That's that is yeah. beautiful. I gotta tell you, that's a real vote of confidence. Uh, so yeah, in ours so you'd, be, you'd better say some fucking funny shit about this episode. You've had a that's year crazy. To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got fuck all been... as always. <laughs> yeah, with other people when they requested an episode, we've usually realised halfway through recording it that we said we'd have that person <laughs> on, and then we've done kind of a stolen episode acknowledgement where we've been like, we mm-hmm. said we would record this episode with Olga, but we forgot. <laughs> Um, sorry. Sadly, we sadly, forgot about that. We're not that. doing yeah. that now. So, yeah. What are you going to do? Sorry You're to this man. You can sue us. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> on on what grounds? On what grounds? Um. So yeah, it's we uh great. we open we open with a bit as we as we so often do. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Phoebe. Why can I never remember the bits? They always come back to me when you tell me what the bit is. But it just it. I remember the episode. The bit is. I think. It, just, I think rarely. Rarely now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, quite, it's quite a good bit. I think it's quite a good observation. Mm. Uh, the bit at the start of this episode, uh, The Wait Out, is about how being separated before you, di- before you divorce is like being engaged before you're married. It's like a kind of weird holding pattern. Um, 
and it's yeah, it's like a it's like a divorce engagement. I think that's I think that's funny. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I thought that observation was pretty good. It was that that was the bit that fucked me off. It was when he like then he turns it around and he was like, he was like, so when you get separated at schools because you've been having too much fun. When you get ha- when you get separated in your marriage, you've not been having any fun at all. Yeah, he gets mm. he gets like, okay. he gets a little he gets a little cocky on that front, yeah. doesn't he? Because that that doesn't like that's that feels kind of sort of tacked on at the end but like very, it, very it, much seeing the approval of the crowd yeah, just and being like you know what i'm just gonna start, I, you know what i'm now gonna i'm just gonna start i'm just I'm gonna, gonna start really riff- expand I'm this gonna, metaphor i'm just, gonna really really start i'm gonna go. start riffing here yeah i'm gonna start bebopping and scatting <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> improv is not is not one of is not one of jerry's when separated in your marriage is more like when your salad dressing separates not good <laughs> yeah you want a marriage to be emulsified Right. Yeah, can we think of any other common mm. use of Need the... Need some egg yolk in there. ...common use of the, of the term? Is it egg white that's the emulsifier? I think it's white. It is, yes. It's, it's, um, well, yeah. I think... It, can we think, yeah. think of any, any more common use No, it is the, the yolk, because that's why hollandaise white. works. Um, mm. Yeah, but that's no. not the emulsifier, is it? Does it not? It, I feel like it's the proteins that emulsify it. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm prepared to pretend e- I'm completely right, is, though. Egg is normally what you use to emulsify. Yeah. Water and oil in um, yeah, but there's protein in, in egg white, isn't there? Isn't That's that why true. people have? Isn't that why people have the uh, the egg white? Oh, omelets? sorry. I, yeah, no, I think it is. Right, let's go ahead and do some googling. I, I think we're all we're all talking at cross purposes. I think it is the white. Sorry, I thought you were debating whether or not it was egg in general. I'm hearing, no, 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 but it is no, no, the no, no, egg de- white. Egg. It is the egg, egg white. Um, very upset to hear that mm. <laughs> because that does make <laughs> me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Hate to see that. I hate to have a uh, reference of. I hate to have that recorded for posterity me just, being wrong. I now just can't think of any kind of regular linguistic use of the word separate other than to do with fucking eggs. Because all I've got is like, oh, you when you separate mm. the yolk from the white. Yeah. And and dressing wheat from the chaff. Yep. Mm-hmm, fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who wants chaff? Nobody. The, Nobody the wants chaff. <laughs> The mm-hmm. sheep from the goats, which isn't, which is one that right. I've never quite understood because I've never mm. understood whether or not it's good to oh, be. Oh yeah, a sheep you can make good money on chaff. Or good to be a goat. And I could also do that pretty easily, just like visually. Like that's not a hard separation um, job. What separating the sheep yeah. from the yeah, goat? Yeah, just being like what? goat, okay, sheep, okay. sheep, sheep, goat. Easy. Fine. Sheep from goats is like smart versus dumb, isn't it? Isn't that the but, idea? No, no, like, no, I, no, no, I think the goat. Are... No, no, I think biblically, I think the goats are bad. I think the sheep are the flock. And the flock of the congregation and the people who follow Jesus and his disciples. The goats ah. are the people who are like going, Meh. Right. You're I, not I the see, son yeah. of God. Meh. That was an incredible goat. I'm like a little bit taken <laughs> aback yeah. by that. You're not the son of God. I've got some <laughs> little horns. This was before the invention of the phrase sheeple. Like being in a big flock of sheep yeah. was universally seen was- to be good. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think it's the opposite of what, mm-hmm. of what we think. Okay, the goats so are bad. What, mm. The goats are bad. They got the they got the Baphomet horns as well. The goats. Yeah, they got the they got the yellow yeah. eyes. They got the. They are, they got they the, are a traditionally devilish animal. They got the kooky pupils. All right. Yeah, Lamb of God, Devil's a goat. All right. I'm Lamb starting to get to this. I'm starting to get to the yeah. bottom of this metaphor. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That's that's me <laughs> casting casting doubt right. on the word of the Son of God. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I yeah, realize I shouldn't have encouraged you. To free uh, that is my bad. 
But it is yeah. a good impression of a goat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> by a show, by a show of cloven hooves, mm. who wishes to free Barabbas? It's quite a long one up. Yep. They got double counted because they had the, the split. Um, yeah, it was unfortunate. Yeah. Also, unfortunate also the re- the reason that the, that Jerry's expanded bit doesn't work that way oh, right. is that when you're a kid mm. here, they don't say separate you; they say split you up. Gonna have to split you two up. Mm. Mm-hmm. They don't say they don't. I'm gonna have to separate you. I've never heard that. Yeah, I think I'd, I've I've heard that, but it's not the most standard term. Yeah, I think it's split you up typically. Yeah, but then yeah. again, you could say, but like that's also how people refer to the end of a relationship. We've split up. We've broke up. We've broken up. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, separated does have that specific kind of we're married but not together right now. Yeah, energy. that's right. That kind of parting formal... of ways. Mm. You get. Yeah. Annulled. Does that make your kids bastards retroactively? Well, no, because it's Ooh. 2023. Okay. Well, no, because you can only. Yeah, I, I guess no one cares get... about bastards anymore. That's the one. Yeah. Like that's the. Yeah. That's the one prejudice was just gone. Nobody it's fucking gone. cares yeah. about bastards. Also, no, you know what? Having said that, when I was when I was a kid, when my parents weren't mm-hmm. married, I had more than one other kid say, "I say you're like a bastard." And I'm like, no. <laughs> Because what the well, fuck are you talking about? Well, kids just love to be about? able to say it. No, no, they <laughs> won't. No, 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 trust oh, you're me. Not going to be able to like... inherit your father's estate, are you? You're not going to be able to like, inherit your father's estate. Oh, because you're, tough luck. Oh, you're, Ill- you're illegitimate. <laughs> you're like, there's going to be. Like, you're like the kind of you're like the kind of peculiar red-headed son of a you're king. That's Sarah, yeah, like, illegitimate. When your father, the Emperor Claudius, dies, there's going to be a crisis of legitimacy. <laughs> Oh, your, I would hate for there to be a fucking crisis of legitimacy if my dad died. Poison you. Yeah. To, to be honest with you, because to be honest with you, if you look at you and and other similarly tenuously legitimate legitimate heirs, like mm. I don't know, like Henry, like Henry Tudor, you you might really be in trouble um, if there is in fact a crisis. So on and so forth, but yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't because they enjoyed the swearing. It, mm-hmm. it was gen- It was like it was weird little kind of like nerdy kind of rule followers who who. And that's, that's crazy. Like, that, mm. that seemed to be the objection. It's like, oh, your mum and dad aren't married, so they are like boyfriend and girlfriend. It's like, no, they're my mum and dad. Don't be so fucking <laughs> boyfriend weird. Boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> the best response to that is to be like, yes, yes. yeah, they are. They go to the cinema every <laughs> <Yeah>. Wednesday evening. <laughs> yeah. Again, handsy um, in there as well. It's. If uh, you get mm. a marriage annulled, yes. um, then the only way that you can get it annulled these days is on grounds of non-consummation. So unless, oh, these days. So unless you are, unless you are really, Immaculate really conception. prepared to, uh, to argue the toss <laughs> <laughs> on the subject of you've, you've got kids, but I see. You've, definitely not, <laughs> you've definitely not done it the right kind of way. You've got to be really, really confident you're going to be able to persuade a court no, of that's, that. That's why I want it annulled, because she's, uh, she's been shagging God. Fair, yeah. I guess they thought about that then. Fair enough. All right. No further questions, yeah, Your Honour. <laughs> yeah. She's going to give birth to the Messiah. Because yeah, no, it's, it's a as, it's a Jewish one as, as discussed on prior episodes, mm-hmm. Jesus yeah. not the Immaculate Conception. Mary is the Immaculate Conception. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. What, no, oh, what, no, we, no, no. Sorry, you, we, you went on this episode. <laughs> theology corner. If it's already we've been on, on an from, episode, we've moved we don't on need... from fem cell corner, and now we're in yeah. theology corner. But yeah, yeah, Def, I'll 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 explain this to you separately. Because Wonderful. It's, it's super mm. interesting. Okay, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> That has been Theology Corner. Yeah. Um, yeah so anyway, the bit. Oh, yeah. The episode of Seinfeld. The bit's done. We're done with the bit. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Jerry and Elaine are discussing the fact they're in the cafe and they see this uh, couple in there that they both know and uh, they're talking about how their marriage is apparently a bit rocky. Mm-hmm. And then Jerry's like, oh, I always kind of had a thing for her. And then Elaine's like, well, I always kind of had a thing for him. And then they agree that they're going to kind of like wait out Notice the that they've been, no, they have been waiting it out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like right. they're gonna, the way out gonna, is established at this point. Yeah, the way out has already mm. been established. Um, also, just a few notes. Um, Elaine has straightened her hair in this episode. Sad. I don't know. I don't know. This feels like self hatred to me. I don't. I don't think Elaine should have straight hair. <laughs> it doesn't do it for me, but this is a fantastic Elaine episode. You know, it's a very, very good Elaine episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, there's a fun little joke where Jerry says that she looks like Brenda Starr, who is um, Brooke Shields's character in a TV show whose name I've forgotten. But right. it's it's a it's really solid. It's a really <laughs> solid comparison. She really really does look like her. Um, so yeah, absolutely fair play. Um, All right, let's pull it up. All right, let's take a look. Pull up, pull up Brenda Starr. I think Brenda Starr, 1989 film. Yeah, with Brooke Shields. Okay. Yeah, it does does kind of look like her. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. No, I just, I just, just, think, just thought that was funny. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> they've been. So they've been both looking like Brenda Starr, the inventor of the moon. Yeah. That's right. Um, mm. So on the subject of waiting out the relationship, we've we're going to return. We're going to return to Fem Cell Corner. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you are, if you are a woman mm. in. Mm-hmm. In the UK, I don't know what it's like in other countries. You know, please do write in and, and, and tell me if you. But if you are a woman, keeping it geographically constrained. If you are geographically const- constrained and you're and you want to and you want to date men in the date men in the UK, you you're in you're in trouble in terms of <laughs> what is what is available. Like you, you, you if you're in the UK, you're, you're in trouble. You heard yeah, it if here. you're yeah. in the UK, yeah, yeah, you're you're in serious trouble. You know the you know the. The thread from a little while ago about how, you know, you don't want to be out there because I've seen what's out there. You don't want to be out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a Titanic a Titanic and famous Twitter thread. Yes. Um, first of all, like this is like super, super true. I was like thinking this the other day. I was like thinking mm. about how like how like I don't let anyone speak um, if Sultans of Swing is playing. And mm-hmm. I just thought I've I can never. I can't explain this again. Be out there. Yeah again like i just like i just can't because mm. like i like obviously like now i am still i am still hot enough mm-hmm. that my personality doesn't matter um but that's not going to last forever and sooner or later my personality is going to cause me some real some real headaches i think and particularly if i were to ever try to 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 date again mm-hmm. so i'm like i'm really really yeah. keen really really keen for that for that not for that not to happen well yeah you've either got to stick with george or it's pretty much down to mark knopfler at this point mark knopfler what an interesting choice <laughs> well you just said that you one of your quirks is that you don't let anyone speak while sultans of swing is playing i guess yeah isn't mark knopfler dead no he's alive are you sure he's not even that old he's probably about 70 who am I confusing Mark Knopfler with? Because I've uh... Mark Knopfler is the, the front man from Dire Straits, which has a Sultans of Swing enthusiast. I, I thought you would know. Well, I'm not. I didn't really Stra- expect I, this to be this difficult. I'm not a Dire Straits uh, enthusi- enthusiast. I'm a I am a one song enthusiast. Mm-hmm. I am a, sul- I am a, a Sultans. Of, it's su- uh, 
What a song. It's the an thing is, as well, it is. is that Sultans mm. of Swing is also a lot longer than people think it is. Oh, it's so people. So, so oh, it's, it's a good six, seven it's minutes. A, it's yeah. a good. It's a good. It's a good six minutes. So when you know, so when you hear the the opening bars, people are like, oh, okay, well, she's not going to let us speak, but that that's fine because it's you know it's a regular length no. song. No, mm. no, no, my friend. There won't be three or four separate guitar solos <laughs> in this. I'm, I'm confident. <laughs> I'm fairly confident that they can't possibly put that many in there. Um, mm. He's in his he's in his seventies. Who? What? Yeah. What is the name of your man from the Screaming Trees? Your man from the oh, Screaming Trees. Oh, I can't trees. take part in this chat at all, boys. Well, I I mean, I, what I'm Mark finding more Lanigan. amazing is that Mark Lanigan, <laughs> okay. who is dead, I think. right. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the, your your knowledge of your knowledge of Dire Straits is quite limited, and then you've just brought up a band that I have literally never heard of in my entire life. Uh, Mar- uh, the Screaming Trees. Oh, I'm were so glad a... you haven't too, man. <laughs> they like, were. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> they were like a kind of. Um, they were kind of a, the, the Indo-European of like Indo-European language of like grunge bands. They were the ones that like uh-huh. Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Queens of the Stone Age like were inspired by. Mm-hmm. I thought you were just going to describe them as Indo-European. They were Indo-European like, as well. Just being from anywhere between Bengal and Galway. Oh, he, oh, and, oh, he was also... I think, I think your man from Screaming Trees was also in Queens of the Stone Age as well, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he definitely he definitely did... Die. Yeah, he died last year. Yeah, he died in 2022. Well, this has been this has been Dead Musician Corner. Mark Knopfler, alive. Mark Knopfler, Mark Lanigan still alive the... and still belting yeah. out Sultans of Swing any chance he gets. Mm. Mark Lanigan, sadly... No longer with us. Uh, yeah, so I can't be out. I can't be out there, right? Yeah. I, can't, I absolutely can't be. But mm. on the on the subject of the way out, it's actually the only way that you can get an acceptable man. I believe this to be the case. Acceptable man in his late kind of late twenties mm. and, and like late twenties thirties, because when I tell you that if a man in his thirties is kind of long term single, he doesn't just have like something like a bit wrong with him. <laughs> This is, this He's is got gonna something be like so challenging. insanely wrong with him. I know it's going to be challenging, and I know it's fem cell chat, but reality is reality. Um, the facts do not. On this occasion, the facts do not care about your feelings. If if you got this, if you got if you got a man who is like who's like who's all right looking, he's got a, he's you know he's he you know he 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 bathes, he smells okay, like. Mm-hmm. Owns his own toasty maker. Mm-hmm. Owns his own toasty maker. Like can hold a conversation. Decent and job. He is, and he has been single for mm. longer than six months, and he is like 32, 33, Then you need to run as far as you can in the opposite direction because I cannot tell you how, <laughs> like, how deep whatever is wrong with him is wrong with him. And there are reasons for this, right? Because you're single men in their thirties. You got you got several options, right? Option mm. one. They have just come out of one of those like long-term relationships that you're in for the whole of your twenties, and first of all, with these with these ones, you got to think about you got to think. So a woman looking down the barrel of thirty has looked at this bloke and gone, "Nah, I'd rather be out there." <laughs> like that. I reckon I can mm, do better. Yeah, uh, mm, it's brutal, yeah, it's brutal like scenes, isn't yeah. It? I'd rather be out there than no. That's that's that that's troubling. But there's also like there's the kind of the between the twenty seven and thirty panic where people are just like, we are such different people to the ones that we were at twenty one, twenty two. Maybe we shouldn't waste any more of each other's time, and we should admit that we've just grown apart. And and they're fine. Mm-hmm. Like that's like that's acceptable. You got your first round of divorces, which can mm. be okay, can be not. 
and you've got your... It's a lot like the NBA yeah. draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's First very round of divorces, okay pickings. Like, quite good. Okay pickings. Mm. Like, if you can't get, if you can't do well out of the first round divorces, then you've got to wait until the 40s and 50s, and then you've got the first round of widowers, which are a much okay. better bet. Mm. The widowers are a much better bet than the divorced yeah, yeah, men, definitely. I'll tell you that. And then you've got the men who have somehow managed to make it into their 30s, never having had a serious relationship at all. Or like, don't do it. Reasons, you don't want to be the be first. Re- it's not worth it. There can be reasons for that, but uh, yeah. but the pro- sure. point is, is that is that like there are so many reasons to be single in your thirties. But if no other woman, considering consider the women in your life, consider what the women you know are willing to tolerate from men, and this mm. man for some reason has not found anyone to tolerate him. Think how bad it must be so what you got to do right you've got to find um, it there okay you know how if you want to make elderflower wine or elderflower cordial or whatever what what a reference mm-hmm. point yeah, to start yeah. that's right i, I in fact do not know okay well here's a, here's a here's a chance for some education there is like mm. one or two days when you gather the blossoms that's right uh, like I, I and like I think there's like it's got like a kind of like a quaint agrarian name as well, um, but I can't remember what it is. It's like it's called like the Bees Day or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you got to wait for the Bees Day, and that's when you gather the elderflower blossoms. Any mm. earlier, um, they won't be kind of pungent and and heavy enough, and they won't make and they won't kind of infuse the cordial or the wine properly. Any later, and they start to kind of like brown and kind of sort of fall off the bushes. So you have got to wait for this like one to two day mm-hmm. period. And this is the same thing with all right straight men in their 30s. There's two days when you can get them because if they're too close to having just broken up with somebody, then they're not ready for something. They're not ready for a relationship. This is if you're wanting a relationship out of them. I don't mean for like flings, jags, whatever. But you don't want to be the person who they messed around with while they're trying to get while they're trying to get over either the breakup or the person that they broke up with. You don't want you don't want to be that person. But you leave it too long, and someone else will be like, "Oh, an acceptable man, mm-hmm. I'm mm. I'm gonna get him." So you got to wait for those two days when it's mm. just long enough past the end of the relationship. <laughs> But not long enough. This acceptable man. <laughs> the last acceptable man. What? Last acceptable man Listen. in London. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I waited out George. Mm. Okay, it's women, women out. are. I waited out his last relationship. Women are it. camping out on the pavements here in Times Square for it. the last I acceptable man. I treated it like it was like it was tickets for the Eras tour. I camped out on that street and I waited. <laughs> and I waited for the requisite period of time, and then, eh. and now he's stuck Waiting with me. Waiting all night outside the Apple store. And now he's stuck George. with me because you know what the rental market looks like. He, he's he no, can't it's leave. fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> he can't leave. You don't want to be out there. He's not going anywhere either. I don't want to be out there either. Yeah. So he's got to tolerate being silent mm. during the Sultans of Swing for the rest of his life. Gorgeous. Yeah. You don't want to be renting an acceptable woman. The landlord can suddenly up the cereal consumption on you. It's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. Suddenly come home, she's eating cereal three meals a day. Yeah. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Jerry and Elena are waiting out this relationship. While they're at the cafe, uh, George gets chatting to them because... Uh, I'm not sure how he gets chatting to them, but then they basically it transpires that um, this, this woman used to work at the Yankees as a, as a doctor. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and George makes a kind of like a, a lighthearted joke about how she's too good for this man because she's a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a salesman. Boy, and, uh, you could do a lot better than him. Um, yeah. And he says it in a kind of jovial way. Mm-hmm. And as he later says, like, oh, no, no, they didn't think I was serious. Right? I was being folksy. folksy. Yeah. I, thought, I thought I was being folksy, which I think is a very funny mm-hmm. way of describing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's also, it's, it's, so, it's so accurate. It's, uh, you know, it, it has become a social convention for whatever reason to uh, tell women that they are too good for the men that they're going out with. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of regardless of profession. The profession here was like a little, it was a little bonus, really. Um, but uh, That yeah. is true. And so, and so George, is un- he's unfairly hoisted here. Also, it's uh, uh, Grace from Will and Grace. Is it's Deborah Messing. Oh. Yeah, Deborah Messing. Deborah Messing. Who I think, it was George who was just messing. Who I think has a really nice face. I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of... <laughs> a cracking face. I think she's got a really nice face. I think she looks like a kind of pretty owl. Pretty owl. All owls are pretty, but like you wouldn't necessarily want to look like one. And the bloke mm-hmm. is one of the guys from Saw. Is he? That is true. It's Carrie Owens who's one of the guys in Saw. Um, oh. Huh. That is interesting. Well, well, I'm not sure um, what to what, do with what that, different... but he's, he's... Yeah. The energy of Will and Grace and Saw, two quite different media products, although I would like to see them with the soundtrack swapped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that could be interesting. I also feel like there's like a particular song. kind of person who would very, very sincerely love both cultural products with the same kind of energy. I think there's definitely a particular kind, yeah. of, particular kind of girl who is both a Will and Grace girly and a Saw girly. Mm-hmm. Because mm. yeah, Will and being a Will and Grace person is quite a niche subgenre, particularly in the UK, because it means you sort of like you, you've you've fallen down the cracks somewhere between like Friends, Seinfeld, and some other more well-known television shows, and you've ended up in the sort of the little Will and Grace yeah. trough. I think that's um, I think that's like a kind of micro generational thing as well, because like Will and like mm. when I was a teenager, Will and Grace was absolutely massive and then it hugely fell off and it didn't have the next generation Mm -hmm. down kind of level of interest in it like like if you compare it to Frasier it was like it was as big as Frasier Mm. when it was on TV and now you get like 20 year olds being like I love Frasier and um, Mm -hmm. and just and and Will and Grace just like didn't make just didn't make the cut off yeah um, you don't have anyone doing a a podcast you're watching Will and Grace no it's like the or uh, if you do I am I don't care (laughs) I would not. I would not care. I would not, not care, care to. I would not care to listen to it. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's like um, it's like you know those uh, like the kind of silent film actors who kind of yeah. make the transition. Um, Will and Grace is just mm. so. It's so late nineties. It's so specifically of its time. Like if you mm. like, it wasn't even especially funny at the time. But I suspect that trying to watch it now would be like. Yeah. Would be now the premise of punishing. what if a straight woman lived with a gay man mm-hmm. is, is is far too yeah. mundane to be a sitcom setting. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just describing yeah. half half the flat shares in London at that point. Yeah. No. No. It's uh, like and the and all of the jokes are so you got this guy. He's like a normal guy. He's got a normal, totally normal guy. He looks normal. But he speaks normal. But, but guess what? <laughs> Guess what? Wouldn't it be funny if a man was gay? And then that, mm. for I think like 15 seasons, you have no idea how long Will and, Will and Grace went and on People for. in 1997 were like, it would. It would be what, funny. Wouldn't it be funny if a man it was gay? I, 
Personally, I would find that pretty funny if a man was gay, personally. Mm. And that's why I'm still a huge yeah. Will and Grace head. And that's mm-hmm. why I've got my, my Will and Grace uh, uh, podcast, which I'll plug at the end. You're doing that after yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's part... Like, it's I'm part, sorry, I mean, it's, you haven't discussed that with Milo yet. We were talking about part, that off mic. It's part of the Axis of Attraction yeah. network. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and, and Grace, I'm actually going to have to re-watch. become gay. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the <laughs> Will, the Will and Grace rewatch on the Axis of Attraction is like it's 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 a bit of a complicated one because uh, we're like talking about how much we love Will and Grace, yeah, but also because yeah. of the nature of uh, of the Axis of Attraction network, we are obliged to just absolutely just fill it with both homophobic and misogynist slurs so it's quite a kind yeah. of disorienting listen um but check mm. it out i mean you know I'm, I'm excited to be back on it um <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Me, me going to one of those like conversion therapy places and be like can you do it in reverse mm-hmm. like if you can really do it <laughs> like, if this is you real should be able to do it the other way yeah surely yeah, yeah. you can reverse engineer this what like Make the, me like, gay. Presumably. like the Proof the million concept. dollar psychic challenge yeah like if you're if you if you're a psychic, then put, then perform it in test conditions, and I'll give you a million dollars. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I've, I haven't heard of this, but that would be fun. Yeah, the million dollar gay conversion therapy challenge, but you've got to make a straight man yeah. gay. If it works, then you should be able to. I think you can make most straight men mm. not not full on gay, but I think you could. I think you could swing most. Show straight most men. most straight men a picture no, no. of James Spader in nineteen eighty five. There you go. Bosh. Yeah, I don't think Kinsey's doing that counts though. That's too borderline, you know. You gotta you gotta uh you gotta make them so gay that they start just involuntarily reacting to Kylie Minogue. That's the Oh, you want that's like the You level. wanna get them to a point where they're putting like gifts in the group chat. Like that's that's yeah. where you wanna hit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you wanna be changing core behavior. Having sex with one very attractive man, not, it's not gonna cut even it for gay this these days. To have sex with one yeah. attractive man. <laughs> oh, so you're t- so you're talking about the difference between like, between taming and domesticating, right? Yeah. Like, like, can can, we, can we reproduce the behaviour away <laughs> yeah. from an attractive man? There's been inflation in being gay mm-hmm. in the same way as like running a four minute mile isn't really that impressive anymore in like professional athletics. Yeah. Similarly, like having sex with a man—that's not enough to call yourself gay. Now you gotta, you gotta be up and you gotta be up. Oh, and, you gotta, well, be, you gotta be serious it. about this. And I mean, that's at least mm. in part to the to the number of uh, straight to gay doping scandals. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And there's a lot of attractive men out there. Yeah. That's right. Won't be. <laughs> <laughs> They're out there. Hey, well, I'm talking about gays first of all. <laughs> no, that that first that might that 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 might be true. Still, Heavy Comer is out He's there. He's out somewhere. there somewhere. And I think he might be dead, man. I really think Heavy Comer's dead. <laughs> Bent over an armchair. Who? Heavy. This is a collation of two two different men that I ran into Grinder, uh, ran into on Grinder. One of them when I was um, in my like late teens in a small village in North Devon, I downloaded Grinder, and as you can imagine, mm. rural Grinder, wide net, yeah. real real Harvester. bad. Um, yeah. But there was one guy in particular I remember who was just this like really old bloke. His photo was from like from his from his belly up to his head, so you could see like double chin. He was like looking down, mm-hmm. um, and his name was full caps heavy comer. And I think about him so often. <laughs> and I've been back and I've been mm. looking at, and he's he's nowhere to be seen. I firmly oh. believe that man to have passed on. <laughs> 
Maybe he's maybe he's found someone. Maybe he doesn't need to be on the apps anymore. Mm. That's also fine. But I, I listen. I'm not. I'm not sentimental. I, th- I think. I, th- I think he's heavy coming with the angels. Maybe he's found a long-term yeah. you may have found recipient of his heavy coming. He's, he's busting in the twinks and, of the And Lord. the second guy is, is a bloke who, when I was, uh, when I was a woman in London um, and I was on Grindr, one guy's opening... That was a beautiful sentence when I was a woman in London. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't beat around the bush. Um, one guy's Unlike opening... heavy comer who... Mm-hmm. Mm. His his opening gambit was a photo of him. It was like stark room. The only thing in it was this stained fucking armchair. And he is fully nude, stood on the armchair, one leg on each like arm of it, bent double over the back. So all you could see was just this man's asshole in this like, <laughs> like, like 50 year smoked in looking room, like fucking walls were yellow, horrific oh. flash photo as well. I wish mm. I still had that. It's one of the greatest pieces yeah. of outsider hey. art I've ever received I, in my fucking life. I, I, <laughs> I did. I did see this one, and he looked like a crypt. It, <laughs> like, it was. It was like something out of like um uh <laughs> fuck um uh, the movie set in the Spanish Civil War. Um, Shit, uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Yes. <laughs> it was, I. I. Yeah. No. I think. And I think about these men quite often because um, they mm. are my gay elders in many ways. This is what I've been handed yeah. down. Um, yeah. But, so unless you're prepared to do that, that's, you know, that's don't be don't be calling yourself that's gay. gay. So Pan from yeah. Pan's Labyrinth is a queer elder. This is what yeah, the do, pale man. No, the yeah. pale man's yeah. not a queer elder. The pale no, the pale man is who the, I'm referring to. The pale man's is the pale no, man's Pan. a queer elder. Pan's actually Pan's like not. Pan could get it. The pale man. Yeah, yeah, the pale yeah. man is a punishing hand. I don't pale think he could get it. Instead of eyes in the hands, it's just bum hole. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Phoebe, Phoebe's pulled a face at that. Let the record show. Uh, I've seen the bit yeah. cord has been has been pulled. That's fine. Um, pulled a face yeah. at that. Just because, um, like, what? So, because, like, mm-hmm. it makes it. I I'm not that happy with the eyes and the palms as it is because of the sure. because of the implications for the optic nerve. It's We've very talked long. about this. Too long. It's got to be a long boy. Before. We've talked about. It's got to be very confusing when you're like dancing. I'll say that. You know what I don't care for about the pale man, apart from the fact that he is a punishing hang and we don't like him. We mm-hmm. don't like he him at all. He's got, he's got a bad attitude and he could not get he it. He voted for Nick Clegg in 2000. <laughs> the pale man is a single man in his 30s. I believe. You go to his Wikipedia, it's a list of allegations on there. Like, oh, list for- of allegations, yeah. list what's, of controversies. What's wrong with him? Well, he's the he pale, does man. Eat the pale man. He um, eats He bites mm. the heads off fairies. All right. What I don't like about him... Listen, I'm eating him. I'm not shagging him. I'm not a pervert. (laughs) (laughs) Pale pale man, like, notes that that defense is such a funny... Like, what the fuck? No, I'm do- I'm doing like the pale man's the pale man's note sap defense. <laughs> the pale yeah, man. yeah, I've eaten a few kids. Who hasn't? What about the pale nan? How about that? What about the Let's pale think about nan? that for a minute. <laughs> All right, mm-hmm. De- definitely not mine. He's mine. Just saying, but he's like going eat all of this food. Oh, go on, sorry. I do- I don't yeah. like that he recognises that the eyes should be in his face. They're just not. <laughs> if mm. you've got the eyes elsewhere on your body, then you should be making use of that like a kind like it's a like it's a periscope yeah. or or like a kind of or another kind of, you know, sort of uh, optical Are you suggesting that he's got some sort of body dysmorphia? Mm-hmm. Sort of kookily optical is for thing. Sort of... No, not a 
body eye reassignment surgeon. He's trying to pretend he's normal. He mm. recognises where his eyes should be and he's not yeah. fully making use of the possibilities and capacities of having your eyes somewhere else because he yeah. could like go down a hole and like yeah. put his hand up the hole and then like be mm. able to see. Like, yeah, like a... He'd be great at peekaboo, I'll say mm. that. Yeah, yeah. You'd be forever getting stuff in your eye though. That would be the real problem with being the pale man. Mm. It's impractical. You know. It's true. Why? Why yeah. more than having them on your face? Imagine well, like on chopping herbs. I interact with things with my yeah. hands most of the time. Mm. Ima- imagine slicing up chilies. That would be oh, horrific. Taking your life in your hands, mm. mate. Very much so. Very much so. <laughs> taking yeah. your life in your eyes. Aye. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't, yeah, I don't no, care for him. You imagine <laughs> giving someone high five. It'd be like blinking. <laughs> Not too hard though. Spanking man. a woman yeah, on the careful, ass, similarly blinking. Careful. No, you've, you've swung me on him. He's walking mind. around with two periscopes and he refuses to make any sort of use of them. Yeah. Mm. Devastating. Because yeah. he's, he's not a submariner. A he conscientiously objects. Cunt. What a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't catch him going down and visiting the wreck of the Titanic. Um, so, uh, Jerry and Elaine agree that the, the best way to... Because uh, uh, this couple then yeah. break up after, after George's uh, comment. And Jerry and Elaine decide that the best way to uh, finesse... Basically, what, what Phoebe mm-hmm. was saying is you can't, you can't slide in there too quick. So what they decide is they're going to sort of like phone them up and be like, well, I'm, I'm there for you, mm-hmm. man. You know, I'll, I'll be there. That's the Elaine you know, brainwave. Friend. It's, it's like, just, it's, yeah. very, it's very, it's very good. And it's also like, it's like, it's a kind of Costanza level of cunning, of cunning and scheming, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think. Because she's like, yeah, because yeah, you, you're there for you. You're there for you. And sooner or later, you take mm. away the for you and you're just there. There. Genius. Yeah. yeah. It's. A, I think it's the most fun element of any breakup is just seeing who crawls out of the woodwork. You know, <laughs> just being like, "Huh, wouldn't just have paid hey, that Bessie one." Okay. Immediately. Just, oh, okay. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, this was really funny when a, a girl did once say to me that she had slid into my DMs after uh, I'd broken up with someone because she wanted to be friends and she figured that this would be the time when I absolutely wouldn't be looking for anything and I've just never seen a more That's incredible. Like, per- perversely logical and yet completely backwards way of looking at a situation and she was also lying yeah no she's lying remember. too that's yeah. the big that's uh, yeah, the most yeah, yeah. important <laughs> and salient part yeah, the other part was, of that is that, that that's not was true lying, that that's just simply not simply <laughs> not true and if, I rem- here. and if I remember that also turned <laughs> yeah. out to be absolutely not the case anyway <laughs> Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> well, well, well. Well, what can you what can you say? What what do you hear? What do you say? Um, so yeah, Jerry, Jerry and Elaine, Julie, Julie, do this. Um, Jerry ascertains that um, it is in fact uh, because of George's comment that they broke up. He tells this to George, and George is like, "No, no, no, we can't have that." Oh, and he, he so sort of good. goes off to remonstrate with George this is like properly caught up about it but like both Jerry and Elaine mm. have like started to get it and they're like you if you fuck this up for it's us like, buddy better not fuck this up for us <laughs> yeah they better fucking like stay the mood shift in this scene from start to finish is, is fantastic really good yeah, yeah it's really good yeah I think this is, this is a classic mm-hmm. misunderstanding from George right you can't you can't really break a couple up right all, all you can all you can do is slightly leverage a, a pre-existing crack that's gonna go 100% out. There's not a if if two people are perfectly happy together, you can't make some offhand comment and they're like, "We need to break up." That's not you know. No, but the but, if, but if it's that, been established that there's that there are that there are cracks. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but what I mean is, is in like George, it's, it's interesting that George oh, sure, feels sure, sure. guilty about this because all he's done is he's he's put on the straw that's broken the camel's back, but that camel was going to go anyway. Sure. Another straw was going to get laid on there pretty sure, soon. Sure, but she does say that what he said really got her thinking. Um, and mm. like, I think that there's definitely, I think there's definitely situations where like maybe it's not like the worst relationship of the world, but it's maybe not ideal that it takes somebody saying something maybe even quite offhand that makes things kind of click into place. Mm. Particularly mm-hmm. if you yeah. particularly if you are um a lady as um as Beth mm. in this episode is because mm. again we've talked You gotta get the it. We've talked about this before. Um but once because of the aforementioned problems with there being, you know, mm. so much wrong with your average straight man. Mm. Um so. once a woman has sort of decided on a man, then she has... I like that you're talking about this like it's like a nature documentary. Like, it may as well be. It's genuinely, yeah. Once it she may has well decided, once she has, deci- once she has decided most, on a man. Most of the men available have horrific defects. <laughs> and so she is carefully sifting through the pile to find an acceptable man. But she must be swift, for all of the other women are doing precisely the same thing. <laughs> There's a narrow window of time for success. I mean, you laugh, but this is mm. this is the Asimbra discussing correct. the women of Hinge the world is like a very, it's a fun this bit. Is the, this is this is the world we live in. But once a woman has chosen mm. a man, she mm-hmm. she's she's chosen him, and any any example of what is wrong with him just makes her keener on keeping the self delusion going. Like this mm. is definitely, definitely true. Like mm. I have yeah. a number of, I have a number of. We've female not met friends. anyone like this. We no, can't name no, them. No, no, no one. I have no idea. But I have a number of female friends who've just like, <laughs> who have just sort of developed this sort of bizarre kind of gap in the sympathetic imagination, where the worse he is, the more their devotion increases because the more their self delusion and their projection and imagination of what he should be like strengthens, mm. and so as the gulf between what he's really like and what she would like him to be like widens, the more she has to make up the shortfall with her imagination. And that's why you get mm. stuff like, well, like my um, like my friend who, um, who was worried that her boyfriend was into somebody else because he was always like creeping around this other woman's Instagram. And the boyfriend's response was, she'd never look at me. Yeah. And the, the bad boyfriend can't fail. He can only be fair. Yeah. That's right. And this is why this mm. thing that, that men think is so clever when they just start acting like a dickhead hoping that the woman's going to break up with him. She's not going to do that, mate. Once she's decided on you, that's it. You've, if you, if you want to break up with her, you've got you've to go ahead and do it yourself, unfortunately. So, some of you have been issued with boyfriends. Others of you have been issued with situationships. When the woman carrying the boyfriend is killed, you pick up the boyfriend and continue <laughs> advancing. <laughs> I stand before you. I have two pictures yeah. in my hands. Not everyone can come out of this with an all right boyfriend. There are 50 of you. I have two pictures. Um, mm. yeah. yeah, so... I've definitely seen the the kind of the mm-hmm. the kind of the bombshell moment of someone being like, "Oh, wait, mm. hang on!" But they also have to be like primed for it, like you said. They have to be like, "It's got to be something." They have to. There's got to be some like kind of groundwork. She's got to be starting to. She's got to be starting to wonder. 
Because if she's not... She's got to be primed for the realisation. She's got to be primed for the realisation. There's no so, point saying it to mm. her unless, she, unless she's ready. And, like, I'm not, and you know, I'm yeah. not saying men don't, do, don't have this as well. I'm not saying that men don't, like, just decide on a, on a partner and everyone else is like, yeah, yeah but what? What are you... What? what? This clearly seems like yeah. a disaster waiting to happen because it's, you don't even seem to yeah. like you each gotta, other that much and she's god-awful... Um, you got to go out with her for like six to nine months, mm-hmm. and then one of your mates will be like, "Mate, she's a lunatic," and you'll be like, "You know what? You're right. <laughs> when you're right, you're right." But yeah, women are like, women are much more. It's interesting because people think of like women as being kind of pack animals and men as being kind of like more independent, kind of lone hunters. But Not men the case. are much Not the men case. are much more. In my experience, men are much more influenced by what their friends think about 100%. their relationships than women are once a woman has decided then that's like her in the wilderness with this loser strapped to her back yeah, and yeah, like yeah. anyone comes near him she's gonna fucking cut them up with knives um but men, men are more sanguine you do get you do get a bit more um of the uh yeah she is she is awful mm-hmm. but she is fit that's a conversation i've had with so many men. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah no I, I hear what you're saying i'm not gonna yeah, I d- i'm not yeah, gonna say I, it's I, not i like know that. that you think that that's like that sounds better but it doesn't. That's I'm still not saying it bad. sounds better. That's, that's not, not what I'm saying. That's being a dickhead. Saying, yeah, she's awful, but she's fit is proof positive of being a dickhead. That's not that's not sanguine. That's this not what sanguine is. We all have our Most men are dickheads. Yes, that's you can fine. be sanguine about being a dickhead. Sang- what... Sanguineness and goodness are not correlated. Sang- sanguinity is just to do no, with I, a, a dispassionate. No, I find sanguinity an admirable quality, personally. Well, it, it just depends what you're being sanguine about. You can be you can be a dickhead and sanguine about it. That's you know those two. It's not they're not inimical hmm. to one another. Interesting. All right, I hmm. don't care enough to to argue this point, so I think we should I think we should move on. Calling it calling it a draw on that one. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, Jerry, Jerry and Elaine are, are doing that. George is trying to talk her into getting back with her mm-hmm. boyfriend. Meanwhile, there's been a subplot uh, where Mickey, Mickey, who we remember from previous episodes, mm-hmm. is back, and uh, he has a shot at being on the actors' studio, mm-hmm. um, and he wants Kramer to help him with his audition piece. But meanwhile, also Kramer has bought some. Very, very tight jeans. Oh, this is interesting. This is this is a really good example of what I was just talking about, about how easily men are influenced by other men because mm. Kramer never wears jeans and Jerry kind of brings this up in a kind yeah, of... Yeah, Jerry a, comments uh, on this. But you, jeans anymore. but you can't get into jeans anymore. And instead of being like, oh, okay. Um, Kramer, Kramer goes, instantly oh, goes out and oh, purchases the tightest pair of jeans a that God has ever made. Which he can't really walk in, yeah. and he can't mm. get out of, and he can't sit down in. That you is ever, going. You ever to... heard of Johnny Burrell? So, <laughs> just <laughs> I'm going to dress like him. So Kramer becoming a bit Nixon. Mm. Yep. It's just a lot of Michael Richards' physical acting here. Just a lot of falling yeah. about the place. Real, real slapstick mm. shit. Yeah, this, like this is peak trying to... Michael Richards falling over. Someone era. trying to sit, trying to, so, try, ugh, someone trying to sit down while wearing being physically extra tight incapable. Jeans. Yeah, 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 that's. That's funny. That's it's funny. That's funny shit. That's funny shit. Yeah. yeah, Jerry accuses him of walking like Frankenstein. <clears throat> um, and he has to. Is that how he has to rush off Frankenstein to would walk? It's sort of more like. Well, I think it's just because he's walking a bit stilted yeah. at one point. I guess. In the way that but Frank- like, I think overall it's a bit more frantic than Frankenstein. But it's sort of more like the kind of the like the scissor man 
The Scissor Man. Yeah, I can't remember his name. He's in, he's in one of those like you know those <laughs> horrifying German. Well, the, the pale man would hate him. <laughs> absolutely hate him. Um, you know those yeah. horrifying like kind of German fairy tales, which like you oh, yeah. like, that classic kind of thing. Pale man high fives the Scissor Man, blinds him. Fucked yeah. up. Well, horrifying German fairy tales. Oh yes, German yeah, fairy tales. German fairy tales. Uh, there's a mm. there's a a, a kind of a, a sort of horrible kind of f- sort of folktale monster who has legs which are a pair of scissors and he does something appalling. I can't remember what. Almost certainly. It's in the it's in like Stroll that's where it is. And kids used to love this mm. kind of story. Oh, I used they to couldn't love get enough of this. Story. Yeah. I I can't they I can't did, stand yeah. it now, but when I was a child <laughs> I was like, yeah. Fair I enough. was sanguine. I was sanguine. I got to tell you. I was sanguine. <laughs> tell me more about this weird scissor geezer. Yeah. Scissor legs. So we're talking about it more and more. It's sort of more like a kind of like more like a kind of kind of cursed puppet the way that he's walking, rather than like Frankenstein's monster. Mm. Which, by the way, disappointed to see this error. (laughs) (laughs) No one's. There's no new monsters, right? We've got a a canon of monsters. No one's talking about the Scissor Man anymore. I think we should Mm. bring him back. I think he can stand among the giants of. The Wolfman and the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, and the Judderman. Yeah. I think he should be in the Universal Pictures Dark Universe. Is what I mean by this. He's more like the Judderman, actually. The kind of that hot, that kind of puppet. Thing. You just keep naming these guys here. Well, the Judderman. The ju- well, the Judderman. I don't think is a real thing. I think it was a thing that was invented oh. for uh, for an advert <laughs> some years ago. That's the right. same as folklore. I mean, I presume it's point. not literally real. Yeah. Like it's, I think, yeah. I think, like it wasn't come up within like kind of the 16th yeah. century or whatever. I think it was come out long ago. Advert, adverts are folklore. Yeah. You know, you, the other day uh, I was on. trying to <clears throat> get Annabelle into a conversation. She wasn't having it um, about whether or not the expression "does what it says on the tin" <laughs> is something that was created by the Ron Seal adverts or <laughs> merely popularized by them. Like, which there's like a chicken Shit, and egg. That's a really thing. good fucking question. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then Annabelle was like, "What advert?" <laughs> You're like, "All right, sit down." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta explain. Do you want to know? Do you want to know the answer? Okay, yeah. it, it it did indeed originate in the advert. That's great. See, yeah, because that was my feeling. Now. But yeah, that's culture. Yeah, exactly. Ron Seal have genuinely they have changed the English language. The English language is bent around them like light around a black mm-hmm. hole. Is that does that happen? Am I getting that right? Yeah, yeah it does. does. Yeah. Got, it does. Got yeah. Don Draper sitting in his chair. It's in the tin. Mm. Does what it says on the tin. Does what it says on the tin. But what tin? But what tin? What does it Come on, like imagine coming up with does what it, does what it says tin? on the tin. <laughs> what you does would go it say out on the on fucking the... party immediately. But what does it say on the tin? It says Ron Seal. Who's Ron? I get. He's the guy who invented no, it's the Ron, Ron Seal. He's the guy who. They left out the apostrophe as Ron's eel. And you, go, you know, you want a canned eel? You want some British Unagi? Oh, God, that sounds horrible. Get it from Ron's eel. From Ron's eels. No, you don't want that. Um, yeah. Yeah, the Judder Man was in a Schweppes advert and it had this kind of like pretendo. <laughs> oh, this we're is back. such a weird. <laughs> 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 the thing that I love about it. Like and any conversation with, with you specifically, Phoebe, is that like we'll get so many layers deep, but we will come out layer by layer. Oh, like yeah. we're not skipping yeah. back to the top. We're gonna hit the Judder Man. Oh Damn no! It, I am an I, conversational I archaeologist. I'm gonna heart. I'm gonna dig us back out. Okay, we are looking back at every single. I can't strong. believe it's not Judder. <laughs> uh, yeah, it had this kind. Of, yeah, it had this kind of pretend, like kind of pretendo, kind of animated mm-hmm. pup, like kind of 
sort of like fo- mm. like kind of faux naive kind of scary puppet thing that walked like Kramer in his tight jeans and it had this creepy voice saying beware the cheddar man my dear when the moon is mm. fat and oh, then God, there's yeah, the moon that, up actually. there and then and there's then the puppet like, and he's drinking cream soda yeah. I can't <laughs> yeah. remember that yeah what the fuck do was you, that? Do you like tonic water? <laughs> How does that advertise shit? <laughs> Buy it or it'll judder you. Slimline also available. Just a very threatening advert in general for tonic and again, water. Sort of um, going back to Don mm, Draper. Mm-hmm. What is a judder man? Judder man is the American dream. Run, run, judder man. <laughs> Ain't no one going to save you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so basically. Mickey ends up getting the part in the actor's studio despite the sort of farcical mm-hmm. uh, uh, audition because Kramer can't sit down in the jeans because actually the kind of the judges just love it. They think Kramer's being weird with it. Yeah. Um, and they're all and about Mickey's it. genuine and, anger and Mickey, is red as genuine, like Yeah, Mickey's really genuine anger is red acting. as like being a brilliant yeah. actor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, then uh, this couple end up getting back together because George sort of successfully convinces this woman mm-hmm. that, you know, she's been she's been too hasty. So uh, Jerry and Elaine are furious. Mm-hmm. But they accept it immediately. That's the thing is where they go, oh, and then just go back mm. to waiting. They like, do, they do. Yeah. They're like, sanguine. Buddy, listen, you need to be... They're like Zen. You, they're like the Dalai Lama. You need to be lucky every time. They just got to be lucky once. They got to get... <laughs> that is right. That's right. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. interesting because like etymologically, people think that was the IRA, but it's actually <laughs> this episode of Seinfeld and the IRA yeah. got it from then. Yeah, yeah, they were inspired yeah, yeah, by, yeah. by Seinfeld exactly. in many ways. And also, actually. they also came up with does exactly what <laughs> it says on the, the tin. <laughs> it just meant something a bit different when mm-hmm. the IRA were, That's right. were, yeah. were talking about it. Yeah. Hmm. This tin says nail bomb on it. Oh, I assume it's some kind of art installation. Probably ironic. Yeah, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the Kramer storyline then kind of kind of escalates mm-hmm. sort of oh, into, yeah. into yeah. a kind of sort of faintly kind of vaudeville farcical thing which just get, gives him lots of opportunity to do lots of physical comedy he mm. gets asked to babysit a child and i really i yeah. really enjoy the um the uh, kind of the the off screen assumption here that that kramer is sort of known to be somebody in the building who you can trust to look after your child and i actually think that's a, well, he's always there. I actually yeah, think that's a really nice little like a kind of nice little kind the, of the world building is always snapshot. that kramer is just a beloved member mm. of the just community a completely beloved like, member of the so community good. and everyone loves yeah. him and everyone hates jerry i think that's delightful mm. um it's it's interesting the kramer looking after a child thing because he's sort of um he I feel like he can be morally trusted with a child. Like, I don't think there's any, you know, implication that Kramer would do anything un- untoward with a child or anything like that. You know, I think you can fully trust him to like have the best of intentions mm. with regards to the child. But I'm not sure you can trust him, you know, logistically. Practically, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. That's the. But um, and yet he keeps being too asked many to look things after occur. people's children. So maybe, so maybe as like as far as the kind of the mothers of the building are concerned, it's like a kind of sort of 50-50, like, sometimes he just has, like, the best time with the kid. You know what men in their 30s fine. are like. Yeah, you know what men in their 30s are like. Mm-hmm. You gotta, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, you got you got you you roll the dice with a, <laughs> with a, with a single man in his 30s. Um, you give that baby to a woman in her 30s, you might not get it back, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the kid sees him, mm-hmm. the kid sees him, like, Kind of walking like the like the Judder Man and like freaks out because he thinks he's Frankenstein. Mm. So he like goes he goes running off 
Um, so Crane has to go and look for him, but the mum's going to come back. So he persuades Mickey to pose as the child mm-hmm. in the bed, and then there's this kind mm. of terror. Then there's this kind of lot of terrible. Um, it's really it's a short term solution to a long term problem. That one isn't it? Yeah. But he probably thinks that he's going to be able to find this kid pretty quickly. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, what's the film with the the red coat? You, Little Red Riding Hood. No, no. Jesus. I need more. Schindler's List. No, fuck. <laughs> no. Schindler's <is> grateful. <laughs> no. Um, don't look. Red coat. Don't look now. Um, oh, I, I have, don't believe I've seen ha, it, I'm afraid. Have neither no. of you seen Don't I'm Look Now? I'm afraid I've fam- not seen. Oh, I had a soundtrack by the Screaming Trees. You'll be, f- oh, you'll be, f- you'll be familiar. You'll be familiar with this scene because it's really, really famous. Right. Um. It's about this couple who are on holiday in Venice and they and their child is missing, presumed dead. And then there's this horrifying final scene where the father, I think it's Donald Sutherland, the father sees what he thinks is his little girl in this red coat and goes and goes up to the and goes up to them and then it turns out to be a murderous little person who turns around and goes Aah! and stabs him. I'm not making this up. You're both looking what? at me like I'm making this and up. I gotta this tell the, you, this is the end. this is the end of Don't Look Now. That's the end. Okay, yeah. That's, that's the, the. That's just like, <laughs> and that's the movie. Yeah. And that's the movie. Yeah. Mm. All right. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I'll yeah, check that not out. As crazy I, as the I, told, film I told you orphan. not to look now. That's the that's the error. Um, so yeah. So yeah. there's a kind of Don't Look Now don't. style scene where the mother. Comes oh yeah, back. I see. And and Mickey huh. stiffs Kramer quite severely, doesn't mm. he? Because. She says, oh, you know, oh, good night. And Mickey doesn't have to say anything. You just pretend to be asleep. But Mickey says in his adult man's voice, good night. <laughs> presumably, presumably mm. kind of, you know, he's so into now being an actor that he's like, yeah. he can, like, he can just really get his he's teeth been, into any role. He's been caught out he's like given. an escaping British prisoner of war in World War II. <laughs> yeah. you know, she turns to him and says, good luck in England. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's just like, oh, hello. Uh, what nationality should I put on my passport? Uh, put, put English, I guess. Um, oh wait, no, sorry, no. Mm. Put German. Put yeah, German. I'm going to Calais. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, put me, put me down for a uh, crowd. Actually, yeah, put me down for very Nazi indeed. Just there, tick mm. the box for Nazi. You know where it says here, are you a Nazi? And like, if you go to Britain, you're supposed to say no. But where I'm going, yeah. I want them to say like yes. Mm-hmm. I was going to Kensington. Um, oh, I'm, so, I'm so Nazi. I'm Nazi up to here. <laughs> What? <laughs> I was I was oh, imagining so doing you know, miming the salute. You know? Uh huh. Oh, I see. Oh, I yeah. see. Why Kensington? Yeah. Are there lots of Nazis in Kensington? I just well, I think back in the well, there were a lot of um a lot of British aristocrats were a bit sort of. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So when you were saying the bit of Britain that I'm going to, oh you've got I to be really see, not. yeah, that yeah, was yeah, little, fair enough, fair enough. It was a, it was a little yeah, thrill. yeah, no, 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 I understand, I understand now. I just sort of think uh, disposable. I just thought it was a big, it was a big joke. I see. Okay. Single use. Good. No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. Happy, happy, happy with single use. Joke. I think all the humour is, is is drilling into these single use jokes. Now. I think that's really where the. I mm. like a single use joke. Really? I find yeah, it, absolutely. I think they take. I think they they're take clogging some, up the ocean some... these days. I hear though. That's very, <laughs> that, very. That's true. Well, you got to cut true. them up before you put them in oh, the yeah. bin. Otherwise, turtles can become trapped mm. in a. Everyone's got... in a gag about the screaming trees. And there are basically no <laughs> micro jokes in the blood now. There are yeah. basically yeah no regulation mm. about how much they're allowed to put in your food as well. Mm, that's and, like thing. you know. People are being people are being poisoned. It's actually not really a laughing matter. Mm. The, the single use jokes no. in the, it's no good. In the food. 
in the food and in the water supply. Well, the thing is, if you eat small amounts of single-use jokes every day, you will eventually become immune to them. That's true. Um, so, That's uh, what Mithridates is that was doing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, George... George is the recipient of a revenge go from the bloke who sees yeah. him and Susan uh, and goes, yeah. oh, you could do this a lot is, better than him. Um, yeah, and, and he's doing and he's doing this to like fuck him up. And so obviously mm-hmm. Susan goes, huh. And, mm-hmm. cause, and, and George is like, yes, bloke, yes. And obviously this bloke has no idea that Costanza is trying to desperately get himself out of this relationship. Mm-hmm. He has no idea that this is the best thing that he could have done for him. But then of course, mm. because Costanza is a Shakespearean hero, uh, a Shakespearean tragic yeah. hero, he is. Shakespearean comedic hero, hero um he's so he's so excited he's elated he's at the top of his game and susan says george i need to speak to you and he's like yeah like, yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah go on go on and all she says is i want to have chicken at the wedding <laughs> and it's because Perfect. once a woman has decided on a man it doesn't matter how awful she is how awful he is rather she is not breaking up with him She's not doing it, even though Costanza has made it clear that he wants Susan to leave him. She's not doing it. And you know why she's not doing it? It's because she hates him as much as he hates her. She is not willing to give him the satisfaction of breaking up with him. I think so. Yeah. Mm. I think truly the the George-Susan arc over the course of this season has been uh, one of the greatest in television history. Uh, Fearless. Yeah. Two people who just do not like each other but refuse to yeah. admit it. It's yeah. ideal. They, they walked so Tony and Carmella could Absolutely. Run. Absolutely. And Will and Grace as well, <clears throat> also. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so this has been <clears throat> yet another episode of Seinfeld. Um, it remains the same to thank Devin very much for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, it's been an absolute treat to be here. Oh, as always. A pleasure to have you. Um, is there anything you would like to plug to the, the loyal hogs of this podcast? Yeah, I guess listen to Kill James Bond. Uh, it's one of the podcasts in, in our oeuvre. You'd know about it if you know about this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably. It's, hope it stands so. To reason. I mean, if, if not, great news. There's a podcast. It's called Kill James Bond. It's another one of these. It takes about an hour mm-hmm. every time. And you yeah. can listen to They're it. They're going to get Mark not When you're ironing Bond or something. And that's, and that's yeah. I think that's the plug. Just for example. Yeah. yeah. You're doing that's a bit of housework. Plug, yeah. Stick it on. Yeah. If you don't if you don't currently do ironing, consider taking it up. Yeah. And then you'll need a podcast to listen to while you do it. Definitely do and do oh, some ironing. Oh, oh. If you're, do we have a solution? If you're not it? doing ironing. You definitely maybe, should pick it up. Maybe This is why you're single in your thirties as a man. I no, I I never do any ironing. Unless uh, apart from formal shirts, but which I wear them so rarely. The trick is as you wash stuff, you put it on a light spin cycle, not a heavy one, and then just hang it. As soon as it's out of the wash, and then it it just dries without creasing. What if you're a drawers guy? You're not wrong about that, but I, I wear a, a lot drawers of, like, button guy. shirts. Drawers so guy. I... Oh, you mean keeping the clothes in drawer? No, no, I mean before it goes in the drawer. Like you know, you just hang it on the clothes rack or mm. whatever. Yeah. I don't mean hang it in the wardrobe wet. I'm not like mad. Same. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I, I, no. I understand. I understand that. But first of all, what if you are a tumble dryer guy, which I am. Big tumble dryer guy. Oh, interesting. Well, that's quite well interesting. the tumble dryer does tend to take the creases out. Yeah. Actually, that's why it, that's why Americans don't. Most Americans don't have an eye. That's crazy. Because they just tumble it, dry it, everything. It, it, yeah, it does sort of take the creases out, but not to my satisfaction. Not mm. to make me feel really crisp. 
Interesting. I just I, I can't sacrifice that much time every week for such a marginal game. Yeah, fair enough. That's, that's fair. Fair enough. But also, I yeah. really like as a hobby. I like stuffing clothes into drawers. I don't want to be folding things or rolling things. I want to just I want to treat it like a kind of like a kind of a. But wouldn't that be after you've ironed it? No, 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 no. I iron it before I put but it you on. You iron stuff when you get it yeah. out. What? That's that's madness. You're ironing things one one item at a time. Yeah, I'm not going to do like use. a pile of ironing. That's a waste of time. But that's the most efficient way to do I it. I don't care. You're wasting way more time doing it one and at a time. And that's Devon underscore on Earth on Twitter. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. James no, Bond no. pod as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>